All right, Christina. So domestic exotic cats. You say you'd have a million of them. Yes. Uh, at what point did you know you were a crazy cat lady? Um, I think when I moved out on my own, that was the first time I got a cat. And then because my parents didn't like cats growing up, they didn't let us have them. We had dogs and that was it. But once I moved out, then I was like, all right, I'm a grown up now. I can get a cat. <laughs> and then I was just like, oh, these cats are so cool. And then I found out about Bengal cats, which are like these spotted, really pretty cats um, that are so smart and you can train them to do tricks and... Do you have one? I do or did. He's gone now, but um, he was like this white cat with leopard looking spots and big blue eyes and he was so cool. How many cats do you have now? Um, Right now just one, but we're going to get a kitten, um, a savannah cat actually, which is like a descendant of those. Yeah, the the servals. Yeah. Yeah. So we have one Maine Coon, and she's giant, like really big Russian Maine Coon with like... Wow. Like how big is big? Like what is, what is, yeah. what is this cat weigh? She's about 17 pounds, Ooh. but she's not like a fat cat. She's just very long and tall, like when she stands up on her hind legs, because um, you can get a treat and then say treat and then say up, and then she'll get up and grab the treat. And oh my goodness. She fetches. It's great. They're really smart, so... I don't, I'd have to see a video. Like, yeah. I've never seen a cat do anything but what the cat wants to do. Yeah, <laughs> same here. Yeah. Do you have cats too, Justin? Yeah, I do. We have two. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, my family's allergic, so we're oh, we catless in the tourism. I wish we were allergic. <laughs> I was going to say, you sound reluctant on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. 100% <laughs> reluctant. Because they just do whatever they want. They walk wherever they want. They wake you up at three when they want to mm. eat. Yeah. It's like... Push stuff off the counter. Yeah, I exist yeah. to serve the cats. <laughs> right. So... <laughs> At least you know it, so yeah, yeah. it's an understanding. <laughs> You're self-aware, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> an understanding. Welcome back to GI and a Cup of Joe. Once again, I'm here with Annie T. Just a regular girl, and I'm here with Justin C. Just a regular guy. In this podcast, we'd like to take off the rank and get right down to just being a regular person who made a random decision to wear a uniform in the Idaho Army National Guard. All of us come from very different backgrounds, but we do have one common goal, to better our future. Not just to better our future for ourselves, but for our families and the ones we love. We encourage you to listen to each story and see how regular people with average grades, average attitudes, and common fears about their future find their strength and their ability to be resilient and to be able to accomplish extraordinary things. Welcome to Season 2. Today we're here talking to officially Sergeant First Class Christina Hoover, but honestly she's just Christina to us. So let's go back to high school. Uh, where did you attend high school and what kind of student were you? Um, I went to Bora, so born and raised here, graduated in 2005. And I um, thought about this question when I, I've heard you ask others, uh, but I was a lazy smart student. So what's a lazy, smart student? um, I didn't really have a drive to try hard. So I purposefully didn't try hard. And then school was extremely easy. And I did not want to be put into AP classes or 
um, advanced classes. And so I just was like, all right, this is super easy, but I'm not going to try any harder than the bare minimum. <laughs> we so, call that maximizing the minimum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was straight A's, got great grades, refused to do homework. So if I couldn't do it at school, I wasn't doing it. <laughs> it's not happening. So I mostly just did my homework as I was in class and then whatever. I don't wow. know. It was just easy, but were I was subjects, lazy. Were all subjects easy for you? All but math. Okay. And luckily, if you just go with the bare minimum, you don't have to go further than, I think, geometry or maybe like algebra one or something. Yeah. So I skated by on that, but so maybe got to be there. But other than that, it was pretty just as lazy as I could be, but still got good grades. Yeah, I, uh, when I was in high school in Arizona, I took too much math. So when I came to Idaho, they're like, yeah, you have enough math credits. You don't ever have to take math again. I was like, free period. Yes. Just money. Sleep in. Oh, yeah. Were you a straight A student then? or Maybe, yeah, other okay. than the occasional the B in math. But everything else, straight A's. It's like, don't want to be in the honor society. So maybe you got to keep that B in there because I just didn't want to do extra ever that when it came awesome. to academics. That is awesome. Did you have any sports you did or any hobbies, extracurricular things? Uh, I just worked. Oh. I had a job at the dollar store. Fun. So I was like, I got to do as minimal as possible at school and then go make money. So that was my hobby is just working. And I had one best friend and we just hung out our whole lives together. Never got into trouble. My mom was terrifying, so <laughs> never experimented with anything. Didn't go to parties. Played Barbies till we were 15. It was good. Wow. <laughs> Straight and narrow. Yeah. Oh, real. <laughs> That's the first one. Real nerdy. <laughs> I saved all the trouble for when I was an adult. Right. <laughs> um, so back when you're in high school, then what did, did you probably thought a lot about your future? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted, um, so my favorite teacher, her name was Kate Thompson. She was the English teacher of sophomore English. And, um, she always would be like, you gotta be a teacher. Like you need to come teach at Bora. You can be student teacher with me. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a teacher for sure. <laughs> And then I realized, like, teachers don't get paid well, and money isn't, you know, everything, but I wanted to make sure I was making money. Um, so then I was like, all right, I'm going to be a nurse. I'm going to do nursing school. And then... Did you take any of, like, medical classes in high school? I know they offer some now. Mm -mm. No. Just health, normal, okay. basic health. Um, but my mom was a CNA, a certified nurse assistant, so... Okay. I was kind of like into medical stuff and science and I was like, uh, yeah, being a teacher is not going to really, I don't think so. So we'll, we'll look into being a nurse. So that's what I wanted to be. And then I didn't really know how to go about like take the SATs and all that stuff. And so um, I, again, laziness and also maybe undiagnosed ADHD I didn't apply myself, so sure. I just didn't even go to school oh. right after high school. So I ended up becoming a certified nurse assistant myself and then just did that right when I graduated. Okay. So kind of took a break. Yeah. Like how long was your after graduation until you became a CNA? Um, it was 
uh, at the very end of my senior year, I did both. So I did that at, in the evening. It was maybe like a five-week class or something. That's cool. And I got a job right away once I graduated at the um, Elks Rehab Hospital downtown. So I'm familiar with the place. Are you? Yes, you ever been there? Yes, okay. I have. <laughs> yeah, actually, a really good place to to be a, a CNA because you, at the time, at least, the nurses work really well with you and you're kind of like this team and you get to know your patients because they're there for a hot minute. And then you only have, you know, like seven patients, so it's not too hard. But I still wanted to be a nurse at that time. I just was too lazy to go to school. <laughs> so what was the nexus for you from CNA to military? Mm. Okay, so the recruiters got me when I was in high school. They were like, okay, the National Guard is this. So if you were a recruiter in 2004 and five at Bora, you got me for sure. Wasn't um, that you? That was me. Yeah. For real? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Who was your recruiter? Yeah. Um, it was Amy um, Cedar. Buds. Yeah. Yeah. So at the time, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. This is, sounds great. They'll pay for your school. They'll help me figure out how to go to school. They have this, you know, job that's like medical. And um, so I talked to my dad and he always would watch um, the nightly news with Tom Brokaw. And he was just like, <laughs> listen, if you join the army, even if it's the guard, you're going to go to this war that's that we watch every night. And then I was just like, OK, I won't do it then if you don't support that. So I didn't. But then so fast forward like three years <clears throat> I quit being a CNA because I just wanted to change. I started working at an animal clinic <clears throat> in Meridian, and I met my husband, Cameron, as he worked there. And he, one weekend, he was like, oh, I can't work this weekend. I have Army. And I was like, what? You're in the Army? Like, I wanted to do that a couple years ago. And he's like, yeah, I'm a medic in the National Guard. And, and then I was like, okay, I really wanted to do that. It's still been on my mind. And he was just like, okay, well... I don't know. Are you sure? Like, do you really want to do that? I don't think you should. And then um, a few months later, we went to his sister's AIT graduation at Fort Sam Houston. She was a medic too. And then the marching and cadences of the formations, I was like, nope, that's cool. I'm doing it. <laughs> don't care what you guys say. I'm doing it. Send me to the war, whatever. I'm doing it anyway, because I'm going to be in that formation too. Did your dad support you after that? He did. That's, That's so crazy. He was like, man, yeah, I've been wondering what you were going to do with your life. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, dad, what the? Do you not remember when I brought this up? <laughs> so accomplishments wise, since you joined, what's been your greatest accomplishment? Probably cliche, but definitely my two boys, my little boys. They're four and seven, just being their mom, raising them up to be good people nice people you know like decent human others. beings yes decent human <laughs> beings so definitely them they're the best they love me the most little boys love their moms so they should yes they do it's pretty cool how has being a mom in the military um been positive for you how how has that been i know with the young kids it's kind of hard it is hard i will definitely say that it's hard but the army has come so far in supporting moms and parents in general, like with um, maternity leave or parental leave, reserve maternity leave. So I think it is only going to get better and easier. 
But overall, I think this organization supports families a lot and they support you when you're a parent and want you to succeed in your job and being a parent. So it is hard at times. Your kid's out the door crying, asking you not to leave as you're going on another travel or another drill weekend, but it's worth it for sure because you come here and especially as a leader, these other soldiers aren't your kids, but it's kind of similar. You're trying to take care of them, mentor them, show them, you know, how to be a good human being, good soldier, good... Make good choices. Make good choices. (laughs) And then... So it's kind of an extension of that, but... I like how you corrected maternity leave with parental leave because isn't um, it new for the husband or the father it is, to yeah. take leave yeah. as well? The husband, father, significant other, mm-hmm. like non-birth parents. So they get mm-hmm. 12 weeks of they do. paternity leave as well. Yeah. Yep. Which is awesome because yeah, that wasn't a thing when I had my kids. No, um, obviously, and it wasn't when I had mine either, but... Um, it, it is nice. Like we just had Drill Sergeant Allen on the show and he just put in another week of uh, parental leave. Oh, okay. You know, so you've got up to a year to take that any way you want to. And he produced a plan and it makes sense for him. That's and, amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's so good. I was so just happy to see that for, for dad, you know, the, the non-birth parent, like you said, I was so happy to see that because of how, you know, the birth parent needs support or... Sometimes a birth parent has to go back to work sooner if they're, you know, a civilian or whatever. But I just think that's one of the greatest things is how far the Army has come in supporting parents overall. I agree. I see that as well, just in my time here. I think it's a lot easier now. It's a huge difference. Like, when you had your kids, you probably got six weeks, and then it was like, okay, either use your own leave or you come back to work. Yeah, and I actually brought my um, baby with me to work because I was nursing. I had no other choice, yeah. so yeah. I would nurse and work, and everybody, and I was entirely met at the time, and mm-hmm. everybody um, who worked there with me would take turns holding my mm-hmm. child until she was ready to eat again, and then I'd feed her, and it'd be pass the baby around, but yep. I did that for probably four months after she was born because I didn't, I didn't have the leave. Yeah, have the choice. That's good. They supported you, though. So yeah. they supported you I in the way so that they could at the they, time. Yep. So that's great. It was a perk having, you know, all females that yeah. you work with because <laughs> they all um, understood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like the awesome. baby aspect of that, too. Like, we see that over at the head shed, too. But it's with the grandbabies. Of course. So the, grand, the grandbabies come in and they just get passed around the office for like four hours. Get fed candy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. I've heard being a grandparent's a lot more fun than being a parent. It is amazing. Is it? Yes. <laughs> Look it forward is to amazing. that someday in the very, very distant future. Yep. Because it ends. It ends. That's true. It ends right at dinner. Right? <laughs> and then it's back to your time. Oh, man. <laughs> and bedtime with little kids is the worst. So uh, you get to just, here you go, mom yep. and dad. Bedtime is your time. Yep. <laughs> Taking a look at your high school experience, how you transitioned into the Guard, uh, some of the reservations you had, maybe even your parental reservations, right? If you could give some advice to a high school student that maybe was unsure about their future, what kind of advice would you would you give them? Okay, don't get wrapped up in the high school drama because it's such a small blip at time in your life. And if you're unsure about what you want to do in the future, Learn different things. Learn as many things as you can until you figure out what you love and what makes you happy. Um, 
learn a trade if you can. Trades are in such high demand and it's something you can always fall back on. And they're good paying jobs. And they're great paying jobs. Mm-hmm. If if college isn't, you know, traditional college isn't for you, that's okay. Learn something that is for you and, and it's okay to not know what it is at the at the time that you're in high school and check out the National Guard. It's been so good for me and my family. And we've been here for 15 and 18 years. And just it's, it's great. It's at a bare minimum, time's going to go by anyway. So why not, you know, give it a try for six years. And then suddenly you're 15 years later, and (laughs) you're almost done. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to be sure. But just find something that makes you happy. And you you did college too throughout like your time in the guard. Oh yeah, okay. I've started and stopped so many times. I'm actually I have to in okay. it right now. <laughs> I'm at the very end. I'm I'm going to be graduating at the beginning of the year. Oh, so. Congratulations! Thank you. What's wow. your degree going to be in? It's um, healthcare management. Good so. for you. Yeah. So 15 it, years after high school, yeah, you still did it. Well, I almost 20. Almost so. 20. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, eighth time's a charm. It's that's okay right. to stop and start as many times as it takes. And it's okay if you don't finish. But, you know, it's online school and ones that are geared towards the military are great. So, definitely. But do you think you would have had that focus for college right out of high school? No. Yeah. Exactly. I tried. Yep. I, I did try a semester at Boise State. Failed the class because I never developed study skills, which I just did myself so many disservices <laughs> in my teenage years, but that's okay. It's did like, the military help you with those study skills, going through NCOES classes and everything? Yeah. Yes. I've gone through the NCOES classes. I've gone through instructor courses on how to be an instructor, which also kind of teach you how to be a better student. So yes, it's helped me exponentially. Research methods, I guess it's also helped me with that because if you don't know something, you have to figure it out and right. research and find it and Google and read regulations. And um, especially as an NCO and a leader, <clears throat> if you don't know something, it's on you to find out. So the Army has helped me in that way too, learning how to do research. So. I like how you said the military has helped you be a better student. Yeah. I think that's super important because I I would agree with that because I was a horrible student right out of high school and right into college. And then through the military, I have taken college courses that I have flown right through because I know how to be a student now and pay attention. So, (laughs) We're going to get to the last question here, probably the most important question in my, my opinion. I agree. Do you believe in Bigfoot? Yes, 100%. Really? He's out there for sure. 100%. It's a good answer. All right. I like it. Do you have any stories? Have you seen anything? I haven't seen anything, but it's it's just, I don't know. It's just a feeling. Something squatchy out here. <laughs> squatchy? You got the terminology. Like, have, you yeah. seen, have you ever seen the show? Oh, it's yeah. Like, With Bobo and yes. those guys. Yeah, well, it's, it's very, like, very squatchy out here. He's out, he's out there for sure. Yeah. Just a really good hide and seek player. Well. Yeah. I think that's all we have time for. No, it's not. We've got... I seriously didn't think we had any. 
Oh, right? just one. Just oh, one. Man. Yeah, I said NCOS. So I stepped on the Star Rangers grass a little bit. That was my fault. I said NCOES. Mm-hmm. Um, we both referenced it. Do you want to explain what NCOES is? Yes, it is basically the leadership schools that you go to as you progress as a non-commissioned officer, and they teach you how to be a leader at the next level and um, kind of what the newest direction the Army is going with leadership. So that's what those are. Perfect. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. This is great. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We'd like to thank our guests and our production crew for their time. Join us every Wednesday here on GI and a Cup of Joe. See you next week.